The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Hi there, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. We are standing by waiting for award-winning TV writer, producer, and singer-songwriter Tracy Newman uh, to call in. And uh, while we're waiting, we're going to listen to one of her tracks she sent me. This is Jumpa Jumpa Jumpa. Jumpa 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 with me Over the mountains, over the sea Out of your shoes, into your dreams See what it's like to be free I'll be a painter, painting a sailor Sailing alone on the sea Blue for the sky and blue for the water Blue paint is all over me All right, that was Jumpa 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 Great way to kick off your Monday morning Jumpa right out of bed and uh, let's see. All right. Tracy is standing by. She, uh, if you didn't hear my earlier introduction, she's an award-winning TV writer, producer, singer-songwriter. If her name sounds familiar, she, in 1997, she won an Emmy and a Peabody Award for co-writing the groundbreaking coming-out episode of Ellen. And then 2001, she co-created the ABC comedy According to Jim. I love that show. Tracy's been playing guitar since she was 14 and is now a full-time singer, songwriter, and her band is Tracy Newman and the Reinforcements. Her CD, A Place in the Sun, I Just See You, and a CD coloring book combo for children called I Can Swing Forever. And I've got a bunch of songs we're going to listen to later on. And she's standing by to join us. Hey, Tracy, how are you? Hi. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> oh, I love having you on. It's been a while, and I thought, you know, you've been up to a lot of great things, and I wanted to catch up with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been pretty busy, and then I have all these long periods of time where I don't do anything. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> Everybody needs a little downtime, you know? Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> so you just are coming off of some, uh, you're doing some improv in San Fran, right? Actually, uh, my daughter wrote a show. My daughter's name is Charlotte Dean, and she wrote a show called Charlotte Shorts, which is a bunch of very, very short stories, really funny stuff. Okay. And we've been putting it on here at at the Groundlings oh. um, about every three months, and we've done about five runs of it. And it was chosen by Sketchfest in San Francisco to be part of their uh, annual, I think this is the 14th annual, 12th or 14th, I have to look at the program. Fantastic. I should know this. It is the uh, 14th annual Sketchfest, which goes on for about two weeks around this time every year. Right. And um, it was pretty... <laughs> It's it pretty fun. amazing. I mean, we, we, we used, instead of using the actors we use here in L.A., mm -hmm. uh, we used groundlings, but we, we used the groundlings that were already booked for things up there, so that was an interesting thing to, to uh, rehearse with them. <laughs> and, you know, I've been directing it with my daughter, and so it was, it was interesting, and it was, it was very funny. It sounds very familiar, Charlotte Shorts. I've, mm -hmm. I took, I've studied at the Groundlings, and I wonder if I've seen it in their uh, roster of shows. Oh, you Probably. might have, sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you did, yeah. Yes. Been around for a while? 
this whole last year, we to, 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 to yes. 2014, we did about. Actually, we did about five runs of it. Then I did see it. I did yeah. see it. Yeah, and um, th- this Sketchfest thing is amazing because it's got all f- things like um, they did a tribute to, a, like a Sketchfest tribute, I guess, because it was the 14th Sketchfest, and it was, mm-hmm. that was with um, Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon, and Harry Shear. Great. And uh, Penn and Teller do a show there, and... Uh, Christopher Lloyd does a thing there, and um, I'm, I'm looking at the program, so I'm just naming, you know, people that you might have heard of. Yes. But mostly what it is is, is just very, um, you know, a kind of obscure, nerdy kind of things that are really <laughs> funny. <laughs> Those are good, though. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about your backstory for people that are not familiar with you. You grew up in L.A., yeah, I'm, me and my sister is from L.A., and mm-hmm. we're, we're all, the whole family. And your sister is? Lorraine Newman from Saturday Night Live, the original cast. Yes, and you both started studying at the Groundlings. Yeah, we started there in 1972, and then we built the theater. And I mean, not, not Lorraine and I, but, mm-hmm. you know, all of us together and, and some builders. <laughs> you got out there with your hammers and your nails. <laughs> no, I didn't, but my older brother actually <laughs> oh, did. Oh, good but, for him. No, there was one of the funny guys there um, that did that. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it was, we built it in 1975. Yeah, we were in the original group. What was that like, being it part of incredible. this? incredible. It might have been, like in many ways, the highlight of my comedy life anyway i can't uh, that's that. hard to say that because of the the things i've done since then but right. just in terms of kids getting together and let's put on a show mm-hmm. that kind of thing it was r- always like so massively exciting were you and lorraine always doing things at home or how did you realize this was you know I'm, I'm older than lorraine i'm i when lorraine was born i was nine years old and okay. she has a twin by the way you didn't oh, know that probably. i didn't know that no yeah, and so I was always taking care of the twins. I was like their second mom. And then I left, you know, I was when I turned 18, I pretty much left home, and mm-hmm. they were still home, and they were nine years old. Running rampant. So, But, yeah, I mean, they, truthfully, they were so funny, both of them. Oh, that's great. In different ways, and I was so entertained by those kids. And, of course, that continued throughout her I mean, I still, she, she kills me, and so does he, actually. Oh, that's he's just not in comedy. But, you oh, know. he's not in comedy. Okay. No, but he's really funny. That's great. And then did you have an opportunity to perform with, with her as well, or no? Yeah, I did performing with Lorraine in The Groundlings, sure. Mm-hmm. Are you amazed to see where The Groundlings has gone? Mm, no, I'm not really amazed. I mean, you have to be amazed because who could have really predicted it? But, yes. But... Having been there at the ground floor, and and I, you know, I was always in awe of everyone's talent. I mean, I've had a wonderful, wonderful career, but I was surrounded by some of the funniest people I've ever seen in my life. And I, I thought, well, if I find them funny, a couple of other people are going to find them funny. Yes, that's and true. I felt like it was the kind of the future of comedy in Hollywood, anyway, and. Um, you know, we of course we started small, and there were no industry uh, people coming in to see the show, and and we did must have done the show for fifteen years without having that's a long too, time too many. You know, be, I mean, Lorraine was pl- plucked out of the show early. You mm-hmm. know, like right away. Mm-hmm. She never even got to perform in the new theater. Oh. Um, she was plucked. And, well, excuse me. She was plucked out by she, by Lauren Michaels mm-hmm. and. Um, 
Lily Tomlin, mm. and uh, Lily Tomlin back then was doing a, a special and was looking for, you know, kind of some people to to do stuff on the show, and and uh, she came to the Groundlings. I'm, frankly, I think I told her about the Groundlings. <laughs> I don't honestly don't remember how that happened though. Um, anyway, she came and they used about five, six, or seven people from the Groundlings on her special. Lauren Michaels was producing the special. And then Lauren Michaels came back and uh, watched the sh- couple of shows and, and, you know, grabbed Lorraine. That's great. And I think he even offered the show, frankly, to three or four other people in the Groundlings. And Look they, at that. You know, they, were, they, were, they had good careers going already. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them were making a, a great living in commercials, and some of them were slated to do TV series and stuff like that, things that just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Well, you've had an incredible career. I mean, I was reading on your bio that your one of your first writing jobs, Cheers. Yes. <laughs> wow. What you a know, show. That was an amazing time as well because I one of the uh, guys I met in the Groundlings asked me if I wanted to write a spec script, and so we started writing spec scripts, and it was really fun. And I realized I could really do that because I had already been kind of doing that in the groundlings, you know, you kind of writing and rewriting sketches anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we couldn't get an agent or anything for the first year, and then all of a sudden we, we got cheers, and, you know, suddenly we had our pick of the agent. Yes. It was a very, it's always a good lesson in show business when you see stuff like that happen because you realize, hey, I was just as good yesterday. That's right. A writer. If I'm a good writer, I was just as good yesterday as I am. Oh, I can't believe it. My other line is ringing. That's weird. <laughs> my, my assistant isn't here yet. Uh-oh. Just get away from it. All right. Just... I'm sorry that it's going to still beep a little bit That's for a okay. That's okay. So from there, from working on Cheers, where, where else did you end up? I, w- I ended up after Cheers uh, ended, because we were there at the 10th season. I think it went one more season. We didn't stay. Mm-hmm. We were only there one season. Um, we went with the executive producers of Cheers to, they created a show called Bob for Bob Newhart. Mm-hmm. We went with them for that, and then that didn't stay on the air. And then I think right after that, I don't remember exactly, probably The Nanny. Yes. I think that was the next thing. And then... Um, Excuse me, you were saying we. Was it you oh, and your writing partner? Oh, my partner, John Stark, and mm-hmm. I, Jonathan Stark. Okay. We wrote together the entire, my entire writing career. How did you meet him? In the Groundlings. Oh, Yeah, Perfect. it was uh, it's Newman and Stark. And, and we, we wrote uh, on Drew Carey, and, uh, I mean, we were on staff at a whole bunch of different shows, and then we, we landed on Ellen, and we were there for four or five seasons. And how did you end up writing that groundbreaking episode? No, uh, uh, luck of the draw. I just tell you that I, I, I remember just feeling so lucky, and I remember my partner being so scared. Why? Um, you know, he was afraid we would be uh, that the you know the, all the spotlights would be on us mm-hmm. a little too harshly. Yes, and um, you know that we would get a little too much attention, and he was afraid of that. And I felt like, because they gave us three months to write a half-hour show. Whoa. You know, because we, we wrote the first half of that episode, where she, which ends with her, with Ellen saying she's gay. Yes. And um, we were under a microscope. I mean, it, it, there were bomb threats and... <gasps> oh, my gosh. Um, you know, uh, huge chunks of... Uh, 
religious right pulling out of uh, Disney, you know, saying that yeah. they wouldn't uh, go to the Disneyland anymore oh, and they wouldn't have anything to do with Disney. And ABC was under a lot of, uh, f- uh, under fire a lot. And um, even before the news came out, because it leaked. By the way, what year was this again? Uh, we wrote it in 96. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, I mean, that's when the show aired. Yes. And uh, we won the Emmy for it in 97. And, um, but how are we chosen? You know, I, I don't understand how that stuff works. We were chosen by ABC and Disney. I see. And we were already on staff there. We'd been on, maybe because we knew the show really well and we had survived yes. a yes. lot of purges, <laughs> you know, over there. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I have my own theories about why they chose, uh, why, why they chose us, but, but I, I don't know. I don't really know. Probably, you know, the obviously the resume you brought to the table. And after that show aired, I mean, what was your career like then? Well, was you know, you, you in television, first of all, when you start on a show like Cheers, you fail yes. upward. If you're, if you're a terrible writer, you'll still be moved up. Yes. So the fact that we happened to also have the goods at the right time there, yes. and we got started on the right show, and we were able to kind of keep... Keep it going, you know, and uh, and then better and better and better things happened. I mean, we we could have written our own ticket. We we what what they did was they put us under development for. Mm-hmm. We were under devel- in development at at Disney and ABC for I don't know how many years, and uh, those were the great deals back then mm-hmm. to get. And we wrote like eight pilots that didn't get made, and then we wrote uh, created uh, according to Jim. I love that show. Oh God, I love hearing that. You love know, that I mean, show. it was so it was it was under appreciated. I think by so the too. Critics for sure. Oh, I thought it was so funny, and I the thought actors, it was funny too. Everything. You know, I mean, some of it maybe went overboard, and it was gross and everything. But well, it was funny. But I, I was always laughing at something, you know. Oh yeah, and so how long did you work on that show? Well, I what I did was I was. <laughs> Before we sold the show, I was kind of ready to leave to go back to doing music. Mm-hmm. So um, when we sold the show, it was a bittersweet thing because, um, and that's like, in many ways in television, it's like winning the lottery, and you have to, you know, if you you win the lottery, you have to go collect. You yeah, know, you, you're right. not going to say, oh, you know, I don't really want it anymore. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, you you know, even if you tried every year, you, you, you so so here we sold a we were I was about to quit and we sold a show so I I knew that I was going to stay in for another few years but I had already planned my getaway because your true love was music well it, I was I was just getting older and I mm-hmm. thought when if I'm going to go back to writing songs and performing cuz I loved performing um, that I had to do it full time. I couldn't. You, it's just too hard to do those kinds of jobs that work those kinds of days. Yes. And think of anything else. I know, because being a writer, I mean, how would you, were you even making any time to to perform and write songs? I, I wasn't. No. I, I was. I, I what I did was start pulling away from my show a little bit. Yes. Uh, to the dismay of my my partner, mm-hmm. started to get irritated with me. I would. Closed my office door when we were supposed to be in, you know, in the staff working, you know, punching up something, and I would be, you know, working on something else in mm-hmm. my office. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I realized, okay, I have to devote my full energy to this 
to the show because right. I want we all wanted it to work, um, and then quit. And so I waited um, until we went into syndication. Okay, which was maybe two and a half years. Look at that. And uh, we went into syndication, and I handed uh, my in my notice essentially. And then, what was life like after that? Well, first of all, I must say I never looked back. Not for a moment. I had been doing it for 20 years. Uh, you know, whether I was writing, before we even got a job, we did, you know, we were writing spec scripts for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think that people do reach, some people reach a burnout state. I don't think it's as much has to do with age as just burnout, you right. know, where you just I believe it. Have been doing it long enough, and you and it wasn't a thrill for me anymore. It was a thrill for so long, right? And I was so proud of myself and happy to be <laughs> doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then when I stopped enjoying it, I just thought, I, "This is not a good way to live." Right? No, that's that's good. It's good and, you were you focused. Know, on I that. have to say, I mean, it helps when you get money. You know, I had. Right. Um, I, when you sell a show, there's a lot of perks with that. Yes, of and course. even if you leave your show, you know you still get created by, and and you get a certain amount of money all the time. So, I um, I made enough money to to start over as a singer songwriter and and be playing in rooms for ten people. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good, and you said you never looked back. So, and no, I, I didn't miss it at all. I, you know, I kind of miss my partner because she's so funny. I mean, I miss, I do miss laughing all day. Yeah, I miss that part of it. Of course, of course. But you would have been. It sounds like you would have been very unfulfilled if you didn't explore your musical side and continue. I to think nurture I would have been. Well, truthfully, I think no matter when I got out of the show, I probably would have gone back to it. But you know, mm-hmm. I might have been eighty or something, <laughs> or seventy. Yeah. Just you know. You never know. No. <laughs> and now you have a children's CD out. Yeah. Tell me about that. It's weird. I put out two two adult CDs, and then um, my daughter. And I collaborated on this one. She's such a good artist. And, um, you know, I just said, I'm going to put do a kid's CD. Do you want to do a coloring book? And she said, um, that goes with it. And, and she said, oh, there's got to be a million of those out there. And we looked, up, we looked it up, and we couldn't find any. Perfect. But since then, we've actually found a few. All right. But they're not really coloring books that are related to the songs, mm-hmm. like this one is. Like, in other words, when you're listening to Jumpa, 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 like you just played, yes. there's a picture of a little girl jumping on her bed, and things that are mentioned in the song are, me- are in the picture. And um, <clears throat> so we didn't find any of those. Oh. So but we actually niche. haven't officially released that yet. We, it, I have a website where I'm selling it, but I'm not, I haven't done a big party and a big publicity thing yet. When, I will. When do you think that'll be? Um, it pretty much has to be soon because we may want to submit it for the Grammys. So I think you have Good. to, it has to be within a certain time. Good. Yeah. Maybe some of these songs will end up in an animated feature. I don't think that things work that way. No? <laughs> Having been in television and gotten a lot of my songs in shows, I kind of know how that happens. Yeah. At least the easiest way and the easiest way is... If you're already there, yes, that's true. And you're in the writers' room, and they say we need a song here, and you happen to be able to write, yes. And you can just go in the other room, and and, and you have your guitar there, you, you know, go, and here you, can you write go. something, and then send it to the music supervisor, and nobody questions it. That's true. That's true. Um, but 
I, I have looked into selling, licensing songs for TV and film, and I don't know, one of the things you have to do is uh, have spaces in your music mm-hmm. where there's no lyrics. Also, it's kind of better if you don't have real clear lyrics for those things. Why is that? Well, it 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 uh, detracts from the dialogue, for one thing. Um, unless it's a scene, like a montage scene, then you can... The words can be very clear. Oh, I see. But, you know, if you listen to the songs most of the time in, 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 or the music, I don't mean the score, mm-hmm. but the incidental music or whatever yes. that's going on in the background of things, you'll, you'll hear a lot of... Wait, could you that, repeat that? Where, they're no. not, where you don't know what they're saying. Uh, right yes, now. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you, by the way, did you watch the Super Bowl last night? I didn't. I was. I didn't. Uh, we were in still in San Francisco. And in fact, yesterday, even though it's only an hour away, you know, you spend the whole day sh- traveling anyway. Of course, of course. You know, you got to be at the airport two hours early, and at your, if you're at a if you're at a hotel, you have to check out by noon, and you know, you got to eat somewhere. Of course. And <laughs> so uh, I just feel like hell, the whole day was gone. I was going to ask what you thought of the musical performances, but that's okay. You, oh, uh, you mean pa- Katy Perry? Katy Perry, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I only heard about it okay. uh, from, I read, the, there's, this, there's this thing called the Left Sets Report, this guy Bob Left Sets. Mm-hmm. I'm on his mailing list, and he uh, trashes everything usually, and then sometimes he, he doesn't go that way, sometimes okay. he loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he made an interesting observation, and of course I'm speaking from not having seen it, so I'm kind of talking about what he said, but... Mm-hmm that she appeals to a younger crowd than the people that were really at the Super Bowl. Perhaps. You know, that the Super Bowl is um, more oldsters, that's how he put it. Oldsters, okay. So, so that, that may be, I don't know. So maybe How did you like it? Well, it was a mixed bag, because mm-hmm. they had Katy Perry, they had Lenny Kravitz, who I thought got gypped, he only did one song. Yeah, he didn't mention. Uh, if he mentioned Lenny Kravitz, I didn't read the whole thing. I, I thought it was a shame because he's a he's a very big talent. I was really hoping. Yeah, for I them think to he's great. More. He's amazing. And then they had Missy Elliott, which yeah. I mean, I just I didn't know if it was such a good fit. You mm-hmm. know, when I when I watched the whole thing, so uh, I would like again. I would have liked to have seen more Lenny Kravitz and, um, and less of her. Well, I I do like Katy Perry, and it was fun. Um, someone said it wasn't as good as her live you know, concert, but, you know, it's such a big extravaganza. I mean, the choreography, I, I thought it was I don't great. know how they do that show. I mean, you know, you've got no to have idea. the sound in your ear had better be good. Right. Because that, that's really, that's the toughest thing is, I mean, look at what, even when I, I don't play places that big. Mm-hmm. You know, I play McCabe's, which is a, a little over 100 seats, and sometimes I play a room that's 200 seats, but I... I'm not worried about the sound. I'm not, wor- right. you know, I mean, I'm worried about the sound if it's the sound isn't good. Yes. But, it, you know, given that the sound would be good, if the bigger the place, sometimes the tougher it is. Well, and it also might have been pre-recorded. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I might, be, might, might be in that situation. Who knows? Sure, Who knows? Certainly a safer way to go. So we have to wrap up soon, and I do want to play maybe... No, wanna, I want to oh be on all morning. <laughs> okay, I'll just cancel my next <laughs> guest. No problem. <laughs> What are you um, going to play? Well, uh, you tell me. You can pick. I've got uh, a few more you sent me. Things are what they seem. Mm, that's I, from the kids' CD. Is okay. that what you want to play? If you, if you want to, things are what know. they seem is a lullaby. All it's right. the last song on the CD. I, the whole CD starts to get more and more lullaby-like. 
You mean I could get really sleepy? Yeah, I mean you you could you could I don't know it's if that not what I need. will totally put people to sleep, but I okay. think it's really pretty. I All love right. it. Um, and let's see. Uh, I I just see you. Mm-hmm. But you you should play that. You should play that. Okay, that's a nice one. And if, uh, you're, if you have an adult audience, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a mix of students and. Uh, Oh, yeah, I could say 25 and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, fire up the weed. Well, fire up the weed, you know, can appeal, will appeal to many, many people. Many people. people. <laughs> <laughs> up someone's in the studio giving like fist bumps in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play fire up the weed. I'll enjoy that. <laughs> okay. I enjoy it. So are we done? Um, no, we can chat for another minute. Uh, so what's what's going on? I'm asking that because I didn't know if you were going to play a song and then come back or what happened. I probably won't come back because oh, okay. we're going to take a quick break and then I have another guest on. And uh, But I'd love to see you in L.A. sometime. and go yeah, s- I've check got out. a whole bunch of things happening oh, tell me. like next week. What do you, what's going on? Uh, Saturday night I'll be at Beyond Baroque, which is a poetry place, but they've asked me to do put a night together, so I'm doing that. That's in Culver City. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Saturday night at 8. And then Tuesday night I'll be at Wits End, which is a wonderful place on Lincoln in Venice. And I'm performing with James Lee Stanley and Gary Stockdale and Abby Boozer. That's going to be a great, really great combination of songwriters. And that's at 7 o'clock, and, or starts at 7. And then Wednesday, uh, Thursday night I'll be at uh, Santa Monica Playhouse in a thing called Tasty Words, which is fantastic and Stephen Tobolowsky's in that i don't know if you remember he's the guy in groundhog day that keeps yes keeps getting punched or punching bill murray i can't remember i don't know i don't know i, don't remember I know the anyway name. uh he's so so talented that guy and um so that's what's happening in the next uh, couple of days you know like this next week and that's on your website tracy newman all of that's on my website Okay. TracyNewman.com, spelled just the way you think it is. Perfect, perfect. All right, well, I want to thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much. This was really fun. You've woken this. I got wide awake. All right, perfect. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Tracy Newman calling in. If you missed any part of today's show, we'll be up on my show blog within an hour or so after I wrap at 10. And uh, let's see, we are going to play another one of her songs, and maybe in the second half we'll, we'll wrap up with uh, a few more. Let's play uh, Fire Up the Weed. I'm embarrassed to say this relationship works because we never talk. Except for make me some eggs, bacon and toast And aren't you gonna wear socks? 